everybody, welcome to One Set. My name is Anthony Irvin. What's up, everybody? How we doing? This is my co-host, Jim Green. This has been a, uh, a year in the making. It's, it's, it's really been 23 years in the making. Uh, who, who wants to tell it, you or me? I don't know. Let's do it. But no, man, like I was saying, so today I was, uh, I watched The Last Dance for the second time around and loved it even more than the first time I watched it on TV. And me, me being the, uh, I, I was a big Michael Jordan fan, still I'm a big Michael Jordan fan. And watching anything more than once, you obviously always get to see little things that you missed the first time that kind of connects and you're like okay i didn't realize he was either saying it that way or oh i didn't look at it that way so kind of watching it back and you get to kind of like nitpick and especially since it was on netflix you're able to like uh rewind you're like okay wait wait what did this guy say again and then what did this guy or oh i need to see this again especially when you know they're playing the clips of him you know just destroying everybody oh my god like the the uh and i guess i'm biased because i'm i'm a big jordan fan but like dude the way he just moved on that court there's till this day i'll say the only but only guy that's closest that will ever get to him right now that unfortunately is not with us is Kobe Bryant. He was the closest in the mindset and how he played the game to Jordan. And it's just, and yeah, I I could talk about this all day, but just watching it back again, it just got me so motivated. (laughs) I just wanted to go on the basketball court right then and there. (laughs) So we have talked about, well, you have preached it to me on one of the earlier episodes on here on the pod. Um, yeah. I still have yet to see it, but like, I'm I'm at a point right now, like, I could probably really use watching that to be like, oh my god, like he he yeah, was man. like he. So obviously, I wasn't like super into basketball growing up i mean yeah i played I, I played in my back like on my back patio at my old house uh well my parents old house right. rather um just like you know i i mean i i played uh t-ball in little league and i know i've talked about that on here um yeah and like mm-hmm. but i played basketball just casually like i i didn't i i was never on a league or anything um, but I always thought of like Michael Jordan as like, you know, I, I know he's great. Like he's, yeah, he's like it, right. He's that guy. He's Super, the superstardom, guy. like bigger than life, like yeah, superhuman dude. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Cause like, you know, he was in space jam and they're all like, you know, cartoons and aliens yeah. and he, he was just like. Yeah, I'm hanging out with these guys, right? <laughs> like, so, like, do you guys pick me? Okay, let's go. Let's go win uh-uh. this game. <laughs> and, I, and he's like, "It's just water, right?" <laughs> <laughs> you always had it in you. This is just water. It's just water. <laughs> wait, wait. Who, who I, is I, it? Who I is love it? the movie. Oh my god, me too. Who is it? I think it's. 
I think it's uh, it was Daffy Dog. Daffy Dog. Oh, that was yeah, dude. Dude. Okay. Like right, right before, <laughs> right before that last play where like you know Jordan mm-hmm. does the stretch, stretch Armstrong thing and it's stretch, like stretch yeah. Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. If we right have a 3D thing going right now, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're they're getting ready for that last play, and Daffy like throws on his football helmet, and his legs are just like. <laughs> it's gut check time. It's gut check time. Yes, I love yeah, it. That, I that, love that part. That that I was like, oh, there's so many good so, parts in that movie just is. like that. Wait, did you did you see the new um, like the LeBron I did not. Space Jam? <laughs> I were like, not. I refuse because I refuse. because <laughs> because <laughs> because they watered down Babs Bunny that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh god it's not even just because lebron was in there it's just because it's one of those things like oh you're gonna ruin a classic and it wasn't even it, you're not gonna have a sequel to space jam because it was kind of it would be kind of weird to have a different guy in there to and then do a part two i just thought the the whole concept of the story of the second one was just like doesn't make sense I mean, I guess I'll event once it probably gets available online or something or on one of these streaming platforms, I might take a look at it and check it out. And, you know, maybe I'll have a different opinion. But I was just like, nah, I'm not sold on it. I was almost in the same way sold uh, or not sold like I was uh, before I saw the newest Batman. Right. And I guess that's probably how I'll have to do it because I was not sold on the new Batman. I'm like, eh, I mean, Robert Patterson, he comes from Twilight. How is he going to be playing <laughs> Batman and everything? <laughs> and, you know, so I was kind of like already, already kind of dissing him at him. Like, okay, he, he's not Batman in my eyes. So whatever. I mean, but right. you were, you know, like all about it. And to the fact that I was like, all right you know maybe give it a chance but after seeing it i'm like all right he killed it and we we definitely i think talked about that but uh you know trying to stay back on the point of the fact that you know i I remember and going through a lot of like the whole last dance um series so it's 10 episodes so like i said i know you wanted to get to it but like it's just like any type of series like it's 10 10 episodes but you like rush past them like before you know it you're four episodes in and now so now how for anybody how, how long are the episodes an hour they're an hour like full yeah rough roughly an hour like 50 to like yeah 50 to 60 minutes it's so, it's so wild like to think of all the shows that i've watched um and I say that like I've watched everything and I, I totally have not. Um, it's just, it's wild to think of how fast you can get through. So like when I watched the office, there were mm-hmm. like 22 minute episodes because they were only a half hour on TV, I think. And it's like, yeah, you and then, would, yeah 20 minutes without commercials. Yeah. It's, it's wild to think about how, they can build so much storytelling in such a short amount of time. And then you have these shows that are an hour long. I mean, 
you're talking we're talking yeah. about you know the we're talking about like a docu-series right like so obviously yeah. there's like a million years of depth to have there right right but i right. I, rem- I remember i ch- i tried to get, what did i try to get into westworld on hbo and like it was just so long of a first episode mm. and then i i yeah I like barely made it through the second episode and i was just like I, I, I can't do this i you know what i did watch um was true detective have you ever watched that one no but so you were saying just about uh westworld i felt the same way about the wire I'll probably get a lot of people if whoever uh, is watching this with us. I felt the same way as you did, uh, but me with the wire, my brother tried to get me into the wire and, you know, it's, it seems like something that I would like to, you know, watch, but it just took so long to get drawn in. And I felt like I was, I felt like it was a chore to keep on watching it. And I just never got grabbed onto it. Like, uh, I watched the first episode and usually after like a, a first episode, I'm usually hooked. Like when I watched Ozark for the first time, the first episode, I was hooked. When I watched Dexter the first time, first episode, hooked. Game of Thrones, first episode, bam. Probably 30 minutes into the first episode, hooked. You know, but like The Wire, after that first episode, I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess I'll watch the second episode. Maybe it'll get better. And even my brother was like, you know, it, it takes a little bit to get into it. And I'm like, that's probably why, because I'm so used to having something just right out of the gate. Be like, okay, we're right into the story. But like, I guess with wire, it takes a minute to get the backstory going and your character plots and everything. But I, I, I think I stopped three to four episodes in. I just couldn't get attention. Uh, my attention was not in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you know what my favorite show of all time is. <laughs> um, mm. And I was at the car show in Philly. Night at, night at the Roxbury, right? <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding. <laughs> ding. We, uh, so my dad and I were at the car show in Philly um, with uh, one of our old buddies and, and his dad. Um, and he was telling uh-huh. me, he's like, and he, like there, there, were, there were like, I don't know, there was some like display up and it was like a painting of Walter White. And I was like, it, and he looked like tough. Uh-huh. I was like, whoa, who's that? And uh, our buddy was like, that's Heisenberg, you know, Breaking Bad. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> he's yeah. like, oh, my. He's like, oh, my God, that sh- show is so good. Now, there had been four seasons out at the time. He had only gotten through two of them, and he was raving about the show. So I watched episode one and I was like, all right, get me to the part where he's bald and he looks like, yeah, you, you know, a, a, a bad, Whoopsie. right? Um, yeah. 
because he's you know it's the the whole thing about that sh- it, it's you know the whole study of transformation it's it, it's so interesting to me like how he's presented as like this like really uptight like i can't stand up for myself kind of guy and then he gets diagnosed with cancer and he's just like f everything and just starts yeah. living his best life <laughs> right um, and again but, just like first episode or two bam hooked you know it, it I, didn't I, take you long to kind of just get hook lining sinkered right into the plot of the movie I, I think well, scary is not movie. Show, yeah. yeah, I know. I know what you meant. I, I mean, I think it's like it was like you were kind of you were kind of waiting. Like the way it was presented is just so masterfully, masterfully is that masterly, masterfully. Uh, it it was like just so brilliantly. <laughs> let's just there do that. <laughs> just. Changed word, yeah. Uh, so brilliantly <laughs> well done that it's like it's it's like presented in a way where like it it draws you in just enough, just enough. Like it doesn't it didn't give away too much up front. Like I feel like I feel like Game of Thrones was like really like boom in your face episode one, like. Oh my god, this is wild with all the nonsense that's happening here. You know, I feel like Breaking Bad did like the slow. Even just burn like the thing. first, the very first scene of Game of Yeah, yeah. Even though the very first scene of Game of Thrones, like just yeah. the whole uh, you know, Walker scene right in the very beginning. You're just mm-hmm. like, okay, this is gonna be good. <laughs> it's it's so it's so fascinating to me. Like I just went back and watched I always go back my favorite episode um is season seven episode four where um like daenerys takes drogon and the dothraki and just like bombards them in the field and just she's just like jacars and and just flames everywhere Um, that was the them against the lannisters right yeah yeah where where, yeah, okay. Yeah. Where the where the Dothraki come over the hill, and um, what's his yeah. name? Oh my God, I can't remember his name. Uh, Bron, of course. Um, Bron saw Jamie. You yeah, should Bron. retreat. Yeah. Bron saw Jamie. Like you should, re- you should retreat. And Jamie's like, we can hold him. And then here comes Drogon and Daenerys, like, and it's just uh, like all hell yeah. breaks loose. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. That that yeah. Like the, 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 the that thing was is, an awesome is, fight scene. Yeah, the, I really wanted the battle of like for Winterfell, um, to be like as good as like as that number one, and yeah. number two. I mean, you know, like the the battle of the Whoopsies. with um Jon Snow versus uh. Uh, Ramsey Bolton, I think, was his name, right? Ramsey Bolton. Yeah. Ramsey Bolton, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, he Definitely was Ramsey. Uh, that, probably. that fight scene itself is just top insane. Three, uh, yeah. Top three biggest, biggest battles. 
In fact, I would go back and watch that next. Like after, yeah, I I just watched that. Um, I can't I can't remember the name of the episode itself because I'm not like that much of a diehard fan that I remember episode titles. <laughs> like I'm just like yeah, I don't remember I, episode titles. I remember moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. It's kind of like remembering, like, I don't remember, (laughs) I don't remember street names. I just remember like locations. (laughs) Right. I mean, it it, to me is like, I, man, we are just like doing all the tangents right now, (laughs) like getting so sidetracked by this and that, (laughs) like, it's like, it's, it's fine. Whatever. Um, It's like with music, like there are so many songs that like I'm familiar with. I don't know who sang them or I don't know who the artists are or like then and maybe you're different uh-huh. on that because you're you're a, like a music buff. Sometimes that happens, Ooh. yeah, for me. Excuse me. That Good was man. gross. Thanks. That it was actually pathetic. <laughs> right. Um yeah, there, there's just even even movies on TV I like be familiar like and know the actors and the actresses actresses oh, okay um <laughs> but, by like, the way what I'll are you drinking buddy <laughs> this is a uh this is the berry monkey victory the one that we had for very nice uh i think episode 10 episode 10 right yep jeez it's so wild yeah. to think we're already yeah like th- this is episode twenty one already. Um, twenty one. Hey, we're drinking. We're legally able to drink on twenty one. <laughs> so cheers, buddy. Cheers, brother. So I got to give a shout out to um my uh I can't call them the senior class, but they're like my teenage hip hop class. Um. At Anna Marie's, they they were asking me tonight, like, you ever talk about us on the podcast? I'm like, I mean, they, like, they don't realize, like, that they're a huge part of my life, like, because, one, it's my work. Two, right. I was them when I was their age, like, growing uh-huh. up, like, learning how to dance. And I was like, I, I really want to teach. I, w- I really want to be on the other side and they're like you ever talk about us i'm like yeah i was like i don't name drop anybody because like you don't do that on podcasts right like you're not not unless you get consent from people um yeah or if you know like the person's just like oh i don't care but yeah right most of the time we try to keep privacy out of respect for people right i mean it's i i think it's you know, you don't want to be however many years down the road doing this and someone finds out that you've talked about them and it's like public on the internet. And then it's like, yeah, you know, keep my name out of your mouth. Like, you know, the Will Slap. Smith thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, when I it was heard... a GI Jane <laughs> Uh, we went there. We sure did. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
they're getting divorced, right? Like that's that's a thing. I don't know, and it probably—I mean, if for for them, it probably hasn't been the first time they've thought about it. So, <laughs> no, I, I I swear I just heard that she was filing for a divorce, and I was like, man, after all that, hmm. Jada, right? Jada. <laughs> Will's like, I slapped Chris Rock for you, <laughs> and, and that's still not enough. <laughs> Literally, I slapped a rock for you. <laughs> mm. what, what, uh, yeah, what I didn't hear about buddy? that though. I didn't hear about uh, any divorce. Thing. I am drinking some Blue Moon Belgian White. There you go. You so, like you like your fair share. Nothing too. I, yeah. Um. It it goes down easy. Yeah, I mean, like. Every once in a while, I'll have one, but like it's got to be it. It's one of those things like it's got to be on tap and with an orange slice in it. Like I, I can't, yeah, I can't do the bottle. It, thing. it definitely is better with an orange slice. Yeah, it's definitely better with an orange slice, but I can usually bear it without it sometimes. But if I had an orange peel, I would, I would definitely go that route. Listen to it. I mean, take it with a grain of salt because, you know, it's the internet. Um, yeah. So when, when I Google Jada Pinkett Smith divorce will, the first thing that comes up is there have been problems for years, but they're barely speaking right now. If they were to split, Will has a fortune of $350 million that Jada would be entitled to half of <sighs> under the California law. And in, in bold, in bold, it says this source hasn't suggested that the pair are taking a divorce, but it's sure that the couple's marriage is failing. That was, you know, as of May 9th, 2022, 22, which is like uh, two weeks ago, 22, 22, two Mondays ago. Yeah. Um, I, I just I thought that I I thought that I heard that it was definitely happening. But nothing, I'm not finding anything concrete that it's actually a thing. I wonder if he's like, if he's like fighting to keep it quiet and maybe she's running her mouth and openly out there. Yeah. People are like spilling the beans. Yeah. She's talking to Amber Heard too much. Uh, it's it's so wild to me like to think there are almost equally i mean don't fact check me here but it's it it seems it appears like there is so much push for her to be removed from the aquaman series as there as much yeah. as there is for him, for johnny depp to be back in the pirates of the caribbean like the because apparently uh-huh. he saw he saw jack sparrow going out like a specific way kind of thing like there were big plans for it and i was just like yep yeah, nope like disney mm-hmm. was like absolutely not you're out kind of thing and like yeah like i i, I get it but i don't like it kind of thing <laughs> it's like 
Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, he, his work. It's. I ha- God, am I even allowed to say I have a lot of respect for him? Like I can feel however I want. Right. But when I, <laughs> when I heard, when I heard. Oh, heard. Um, <laughs> heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I learned that he never watched back his movies once they were like finished, I was like, like what level of like. What even is that? Because it's like, it's, it's like, it's, it's like, okay, this this is good. It's like if Freddie Mercury spent all, I mean, according to the movie, spent all the time that he did producing Bohemian Rhapsody, and then he never heard the final take. Right. (laughs) And that's, that's Johnny. Right. Yeah. Right. He literally goes all in on every part that he plays. He's just all the work, but never sees all the work. And he's just like, all right, I'm done. Next. It's it's that that is wild to me. Like wild. Wild. I guess you probably have to get to a point where you're at that level like you already know probably what you're expecting. Like you once you're filming and everything, you're like, "Okay, I nailed that scene, blah blah blah. They'll cut it down to whatever they need. I don't need to see the final product cuz I know kind of how it's going to be." You probably got get to that level like where where you're uh, if you're down below being like a, a new actor, you're going to probably want to see some of your films to probably learn for an, for your next gig to be like, okay, maybe not, uh, you know, do this or do that. But like, if you're at the high stardom actor level, like you're at to the point where like, I don't need to see the final product. I, I know I killed it. Or I don't need to see the final product. It was a mediocre movie, but I I, I just needed the money or I just did it. Blah, blah, blah. But well, or it's like, and I guess it's, um, I wonder if it's wise, also, I mean, I wonder if it's like an insecurity I don't, really thing get, too. I don't think you can really get that out of music because mo- mostly musicians are sorry. What? No, I, I'm, I was just saying, I wonder if it's like an insecurity thing where it's like, like maybe he's actually uptight about like not wanting to see himself at work. it's it's just that's that's true too that's true it's just it's just weird to me to like ponder like i wonder if he's like arrogant and he's just like no i know i killed it like you said or arrogant arrogant is not the right word um cocky's not either because i mean you can okay here's the safe word you're that level of confident in yourself that you know I I did my best and and I was yeah. filmed and once once filming raps whatever the editors do to the movie that's on them and I'm literally just mentally moving on to the next thing it's it, it's just it's right wild to me to think about cuz I mean we're, it probably like, yeah, like, like you said it had, probably has to be a mental thing to just be like okay don't don't stay in one set of uh of a mindset frame too long because then you're gonna second guess yourself on something and i guess that's how i can probably relate it to like a music thing like you know 
I just put out a single and when you're doing the mixing process and mastering, you don't want to set too much time on one song because then you're just going to always find something wrong with it. So you eventually have to find an endpoint, release it and move on to the next one and then take those things that you're like, ah, I wish I probably would have done more of this in that song or more of this. You just do that in the next one. Like, okay, maybe I'll put more emphasis on like, I probably should have, you know, uh, done a little bit more editing power on the drums or taking another take of uh, that guitar or taking like another examples of like vocal lines and stuff done a little bit more, but you know, so instead of like dedicating a lot of mental thing into one thing, you do the job, get it done and move past and, and then go on to your next thing. Cause if you stay in this one zone, you're never going to improve. I s- <laughs> Dude, I spent probably all of my 20s, like, when I was trying to figure out how to be a choreographer, Mm -hmm. like, second-guessing myself to the point where the routines weren't getting built. (laughs) Like, that's, that's how in my head that I was about, like, trying to get content done and out there that we would start pieces in august and we would we would be just like i i should say i i would be just wrapping them up in february like six months later and and that was with me like staying up until anywhere between 2 30 to 6 30 in the morning like on a Friday night before I had all day rehearsal Saturday. And I like, I would literally just be trying to build for like one or two dances, but I had, but I had rehearsals all day on a Saturday with like seven routines. <laughs> so it, it would literally come mm-hmm. down to like, because I, I, I couldn't pull the trigger. I couldn't make a decision on like anything for a decade almost right right um like one one building the routines that is um but it would be one saturday i'd pick out one or two dances where i'm like what needs my attention okay let me focus all my attention on it and let me get almost next to nothing done and then six months goes by and it's like okay it's finally concluding now I, I, like I, I literally look back on that decade in my life and I'm like, I, I spent and I, I don't want to use the word wasted so much time. I just right. invested so much of my life into like trying to make like so minor of like decisions. <laughs> and, and now, now in my thirties, I'm just yeah. kind of like, I walk into like, I will I will occasionally now like listen to music on my way like if I'm traveling to one of my further studios away from me I will occasionally now play the music in the car so that while I'm on the drive there it'll get my 
you know, my, my mind cranking in, in, or I'll, I'll be adjusting right. myself into that mind space where I'm like, okay, what, like, what's my vibe right now? And, and but I'd say not. It, you know, it just like, I, I don't want to breathe it out loud because it, it sounds like I don't care outside of work but it's like it's like i was just saying i i spent so much of my time in my 20s where i i would stay up for hours and and not get much sleep before a long day of rehearsal to get next to nothing done and now i like i basically go into a classroom or rehearsal i put the music on and i'm like make the decision right now like i'm i'm pitting myself under the pressure of like do it right now. And and it's also yeah. like it's also so, it's also like I I I I think those ten to tw- I, I think it was twelve years of uh Fridays from September to March, April, where I will not get a lot of sleep. Uh and not have like a million things prepared ahead of time um that i was right. just like i i i, I want to say it was like year like after after our 10th year when i was like in year 11 and 12 that like i just started going into the room and whatever came to my mind i just trusted it and started going and i started seeing some of my best work just from doing it right on the spot. So I was like, why, yeah. why, why can't I do this all the time? And it's because it's almost I, like I, you used to just overthink I so much. Def- I, I and now it's more did. like, and now it's more the fact that you're, you're thinking less and just doing more and not trying to um, overthink a certain concept. You're just like, uh, you say like think in the moment, just doing it right now, and sometimes it's your best work. When, uh, usually you would be like, okay, let me take this and then try to dissect every little thing to make it like this perfect piece. Where sometimes the first things that come out of your head, you look back and you're like, wow, that was actually really good. So I mean, I, and it's again, it comes with like you know trial and error and lessons learned, and I think that's kind of how you learn to just you know instead of being like, you know, coming in, not, not that being extra prepared is a bad thing, but sometimes, sometimes, and I think I suffer from it too. I can definitely be an overthinker. And sometimes it's just like, you, you just got to do it, man. Instead of thinking, Oh, well, I, uh, how is this going to translate? Are people going to like this? Is this something that I would write? Is this a, like, sometimes just do it. And sometimes it's your best work when you don't even think about it. It, I mean, going back, like thinking back in the last 15 to 20 years of me, like teaching, building projects and routines and stuff, literally my best work has been just do it. Not to pull the Nike slogan yeah um 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it, it's my, my projects that I'd be like, eh, that was all right, but not a masterpiece are the ones that yeah. I spent the most time, like, like trying to drill my brain about, which I think is kind of just like that self-realization where, you know, this whole, this whole season, now that my recitals are coming up next month, okay. Yeah. Well, once this gets work, what time is it? 1124, Tuesday, May 24th. By Tuesday. the time this comes out, by the time Tuesday, um, by the time this comes yeah. out on Friday, it'll be like Memorial Day weekend. And then the next Saturday, I'll have my first recital. And it's like just wild to me to think like, yeah, holy smokes, this whole year just like flew. I, I think the I mean, it's crazy. We're already in Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, I mean. Like for you that has like your nine to five, and I know we were talking. Um, I don't even think we got too far into um, talking about like I, I I know that we definitely talked about it, but like when you're in high school and you get like summer break. Did yeah. we talk about that last yeah, week? Yeah, we did. I think, I think we did. We Nate and I talked we, about it in last week's episode but i think it was a one of the last two or three that we did i think it was uh, um i'm pretty sure we were actually talking week. about you know how if it wasn't yeah it was definitely within the last two episodes how you know when you're in high school you had like your spring breaks your summer break but then once you're done then you, uh you know you have college and you still have them but after college you, you start getting into your jobs uh, going into your full-time job you're like oh I don't got any summer breaks. I don't got any spring breaks. The only times I get off is when I take off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, we definitely talked about that. We definitely talked about it. Yeah. I was talking about how my, my summer schedule early on, like right after high school was like, I would teach a slew of classes for four to six weeks. And then I was off for like eight weeks. I was like, how did I even live? And I was like, oh, yeah, when I was like 19, 20, and 21, I was like still living at home and like living yeah. off my parents, like feeding me and stuff. Like I didn't have yeah, right. any real bills at the time. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's how I did that. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, that. <laughs> that, yes. Um, and, and now it's like living in an apartment, like coexisting and co-lifing uh mm -hmm. you know with the lady with the lady um ladies ladies <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's just it's been pretty like unreal navigating the past 15 years and thinking like i this is where i was when i was 20 21 22 and now you know where i was when i was you know where i was in my early 20s where i was in my mid 20s where i was in my late 20s where i was in my early 30s and now i'm in my mid 30s it's just like so it's like the study of transformation right and that's why i love breaking bad so much because right. they talk about the character development with him like immensely and and that's why mm -hmm. 
you know, going back to the last dance, it's like, I, I definitely like need to check in on that because I'm at a point right now where I'm like not motivated, but I want to be, you know, and, and there's, there's times where you're like, I, I need motivation, but like, you don't go out of your way for it. Right. Yeah. You're just, you're just like, oh, I'm just last dance is definitely something that if you're not even a basketball fan, you can still get inspired from it. Yeah, you know, well, I, just his, the way that his workflow was and his work ethic, you can relate it to a lot of different things. I, I know people that weren't even wrestling fans, but they watched The Last Ride, like the Undertaker documentary. And yeah, like, there you go. They, they like were crying. They were like, oh, my God, this is like. Insane. And it's because, I mean, The Undertaker is like a pretty well-known name, right? Like even if you're not a wrestling mm-hmm. fan, I mean, Hulk Hogan is probably like the first one that everyone thinks about. And they're like, Oh, he's the it guy. Um, right. Um, unless if you're like this new generation of kids, then it's probably like John Cena, right? Like he's probably yeah. their Hulk Hogan. Right. Exactly. Um, right. Oh my God. That's just I want to go and see Roman Reigns versus The Rocks so bad next year. <laughs> I, I I literally keep saying to myself like, yeah, I want to put be money awesome. away. I want to put money away to go see that. Like, it's, I mean, it's it's The Rock. He's he's one of the biggest names in Hollywood right now, right? And has been. Yeah. Um. Dude, what a time to be a wrestling fan once we get to there. Because like it's pretty inevitable that it's it's gonna be a thing, right? Did you hear the news that he's he's pretty much done his movie requirements for like in the first like his, quarter or two he, of next year? So I, I mean I, it's kind of saying he's man. gonna be available. Yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely read that like his calendar was wide open and it's because He's going to be doing the WWE thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, dude, dude. I can see. I mean, if it, if if it's definitely like quarter one and quarter two, that's all WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Road yeah. to WrestleMania, everything. Yep. That that yep. would be the perfect time for him to just you know, out of nowhere, you know, show up at the Rumble with Roman and say, "Hey, one last shot." I have one thing more thing to prove to this thing, and that's beating you. Well, I think Roman would probably say that because he's the one that's trying to get up on the totem pole because obviously the rocks at the top of that uh, thing. So he's trying to be the number one guy. So that, I, I mean, I'm, obviously the, the story is going to write itself. I'm kind of wondering if like they try to swerve us where it's like they bring the rock in. Yeah, I, I don't like. I think this is what we're all looking forward to. Is like, how are they going to do this? Because like, it's going to happen. Yeah, but they're not for the Rock to come back and do this because of who he is and how big that this match is heavily anticipated. Like, right? You know, WWE can do 
quality stuff. It's just like they have to put forth the effort and do it, right? Yeah. I, I, I absolutely. So they're talking about Romans like lightened schedule, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they do something where it's like I wonder if they do something where it's like because Roman is actually absent that the rock actually comes in while he's not there and he's like, Where's the head of the table at? Does the yeah. eyebrow thing. <laughs> I did that by accident. <laughs> um but I also wonder if they do it where they bring the rock in and he like joins the bloodline where it's like he's allied with like the Usos and Roman. And then like someone does the turn. I wonder if they have the rock be the heel. But I, 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 hmm. I can't I can't see them doing that I mean, because because it's like everybody's going to love him. I don't know, because they're talking about right. Roman turning face, right? I was thinking on the same aspects that go off what you were saying, since Roman is going to be, quote unquote, taking part time or leaving, he could leave the bloodline, leaving the Usos and Paul Heyman behind. And they're like, OK, he just left us. And then the hypothetical thing of the rock coming in and being the guy like, OK, well, where's the head of the table? And then they start following the rock because, I mean, they're just going to follow the next big guy. So then they pull yeah. the uh, they pull the the Heyman and Brock thing where Heyman goes to Brock thinking that I uh, think Brock thinking that Heyman's back with him. But then. You know, they they kind of pull the same thing with the Usos, where the Usos are parting with the Rock, thinking that the Rock's going to have the Usos because you know family, blah blah blah. But then they turn on the Rock, go back to Roman, blah blah blah, and then we get the whole you know storyline from that. That could be a cool thing to to start off with too, because then that's how you get all the bloodline and uh, the Rock involved, like intertwined. Yeah, it's it's going to be. I thought this past WrestleMania was really well done. So I thought it was it was one of the better ones out of the last couple years. I mean, disregard the pandemic WrestleMania because we just had to live with what we had. But I think it's definitely been the the, this past WrestleMania was the the one of the better WrestleManias in the last few years that we've had. I mean, Cheyenne was watching it and she was literally like these fans are literally getting one of the best WrestleManias I've ever seen. I mean, I still think 31 is like my favorite of the thirties, like this decade, um, uh-huh. 30 itself from, I mean, 30 was huge because you had the Daniel Bryan big win. He had his match with Triple H. He had the Undertaker streak being beat. Yeah. Like that was. I'm not even. I'm not even putting you know, that. A lot of moments in that. Oh my God. Thirty one. Um. The heist of the century. The cash in. Just so good. Yeah. Thirty. Thirty two. Thirty two so to me was so good. Thirty two was beat. Like to me. Um, I mean, you had the Shane McMahon Undertaker Hell in a Cell match, which like whatever. Um, but 
you had Triple H winning the title at the Rumble leading to that Mania, and it was basically just to yeah. give it back to Roman Reigns anyway. So I was just like, we all know mm. what this is. Like, it's it's really obvious. Yeah. Um, 33 was where, you know, The Undertaker lost to Roman Reigns, and that was... I, I mean, the best part of 33 was the Hardy Boys returning, right? <laughs> like, so good. I still so remember like, that uh, time I was coming back from... Uh, a Bongo Boy Records uh, show, That's and right. I just uh, I had the network on my phone. Jen was holding the phone as I was driving, and you know they had the new day coming out. And once the new day came out, everybody knew that moment was about to happen. Yeah, and they, you know, they. But we wonder who it could be. Who? 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 Everything goes <laughs> then, and then. Everybody goes nuts, dude. Like hair on your arms standing oh, yeah, up, kind of thing. like over. insane. Thirty four yeah. was was a big wet fart. Okay, so that was where. <laughs> <laughs> so we like Shinsuke Nakamura was supposed to be AJ Styles. That didn't happen, and then Roman no. Reigns was supposed to finally beat Brock Lesnar. That doesn't happen. I was that just didn't like, happen. what was it? And, and then you had John Cena calling out the undertaker and they had like a four minute match. I was like, this is just a, a four minute squash match. Yeah. Waste, waste of a wrestling. Which you could have right? called, you could have called that all day because, you know, Cena was just, you know, week after week after week, calling him out. You knew it was just going to be like, okay, yeah, Taker needs a revenge match. And he just needed to just go out, do a quick, hey, I'm just going to lead this match, do everything, be done. Because he he just came off. Didn't he just come off the uh, the Goldberg Saudi Arabia match? Or or Mm. was he he had some type of really bad match leading before that and and that was like one of the things in the last ride documentary that he he's like okay I I need a match to redeem myself it was the Roman match at WrestleMania 33 where he like that was that was built to be his His retirement match and because he was like eating hard um yeah or soft, soft, however, soft. <laughs> um, soft. <laughs> um, he, he was watching back the footage and just like, I can't go out like this. So then he yeah. did the, he did the Cena match the next year. And then it was like after the Cena match. So let me, let me think here. 34, 36 pandemic mania was the boneyard match that was his last one right yes and of course the wrestlemania that you and i went to was the one that he decided not to be a part of not to go (laughs) yeah (laughs) your very first wrestlemania and you were just hoping that because every year taker was there the one of the years that taker wasn't there And I know that was, <laughs> and I know that was the biggest thing you were looking forward to. I was and, like, I mean, you know, it's when, mania. He's got to be there, right? And right, he was like, there. Guaranteed. He just wasn't. And then you yeah. know who was there? Hulk Hogan, and he came out on the ramp, which where we were sitting, you couldn't even Oopsie. see. <laughs> and 
<laughs> yeah. Ant, well, Ant City. <laughs> well, it was like the uprights over the ring were yeah. CB being right. the stage. <laughs> right? So, totally. Totally. Uh, now, <laughs> I, I will say, I thought Mania 35 was built really well for i mean and that's not just us being there kofi mania was huge like i said we had all three titles uh you know change belts i mean seth beat brock that was huge and then kofi got his big win that was huge and then um you know, Becky Lynch got the double win in the main event yeah. with the triple threat. And that, and that was a job. You know what my favorite part of that weekend was? The Pete Dunn match that you and I got to see. Yeah, man, that was awesome. Because we just set it was you, me and Jen. We sat down at access and we just saw the ring and we're like, OK, because when we went to well, access before we remember you know having the the ring there and like okay it's so just a couple nxt people and nxt wasn't a thing back in well you, you were 29 29 yeah. yeah 29 nxt wasn't even like a thing they they were still just like d league don't talk about it just so by then 35 nxt was already you know on the map so we're just up on the bleachers thinking, okay, we'll just see a couple no name NXT people. And what we were sitting there for like five minutes, all of a sudden they just call out Pete Dunn's name and you hear his music. We're like, wait, what? Did you say just say Pete Dunn? He comes in, does I'm like, dude, we came in at the perfect time. <laughs> like, it was I said, like a couple minutes or like later, we would have missed it. We were doing we were doing like the access thing. And I was getting to the point where yeah. I was like, I'd like to maybe like not be on my feet anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot of walking that day. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's fine. Uh, but I think we grabbed food. But yeah. totally worth it. Yeah. We grabbed food. Mm-hmm. We sat down and we were watching, you know, trolls wrestle that are no namers. But then Pete Dunn came out and I was like, because. Uh, you know me, I'm a huge Pete Dunn fan, man. And absolutely. I mean, he's doing the Butch thing right now. I was gonna say, or Butch. Is waste. Is, is <laughs> I, I almost yeah, waste. I was gonna say is Walter, and then I was like, his name's not even that anymore either. His name's Gunther. Gunther, right? Gunther. 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 Double um, waste. Double waste, man. Uh no, I think what's his name? Um Braun Breaker, the the NXT champ. Now the one that beat Dolph yeah. Ziggler on Raw. I've yes. I've seen him twice and I'm like, all right, he's probably the next guy. And Vince yeah. would not Vince would not put that NXT title match on Monday Night Raw if he didn't know. Like he was definitely testing him. I watched that match and I was like I was like, he's probably like your next top guy. Like, put him over Roman and just get on with it, <laughs> right? Like, it's crazy. I, I can see him. I mean, th- that he it, now he's not officially on the main roster yet, right? He's still going between NXT and the and Monday Night Raw, right? Or is no. he officially on Monday Night Raw he, now? 
No, he's just NXT right now, from what I know, at least. Um, but because I know they've been trying to intersect some main roster people into NXT, probably just to get the ratings up and everything. But they've been, you know, with Dolph Ziggler, 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 uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, Miz, uh, they had Natalia, whatever. Um, who else has gone down there? I mean, a couple other main roster people, but like, I think it's, I mean, it's good because they're, I mean, they should have been doing that all along to kind of get more eyes on NXT. But again, I haven't even watched NXT or any wrestling thing in the last couple of weeks, just because, eh, I mean, again, nothing's really been interesting me. I, we, we missed the last pay-per-view because again, didn't really care about anything (laughs) dude it's just there's not there's not much to care about right now and to me it's like yeah i i I get i fortunately the way that my work schedule pans out is like right now i i like have to be like headstrong on like recital season and there's nationals coming up um and usually it's at this time where wrestling is like beat us whoopsie it's like terrible (laughs) like it's just yeah it's just not even it's not good yeah even like the last couple weeks like leading up to my gig a couple weeks ago i would just have the tv on mute and just having raw on just on mute and i'm kind of half paid attention but there wasn't really any moments where i'm like oh i gotta turn this on because i want to see this like it's just like okay another match okay another segment okay edge is talking okay this is happening like it wasn't really anything that i'm like oh i gotta turn this on i gotta take it off mute so i, I want to hear what they're saying like the it's like you said it's just nothing's really keeping me interested and in wanting to really find out and continue watching right now so Hopefully no, leading in the SummerSlam or Money in the Bank. Hopefully Money in the Bank or SummerSlam will have something to really, you know, get me to watch it. Well, I I think I think the like the the protected move is Cody Rhodes gets Money in the Bank and then he cashes in on Roman. Mm. And takes one of the belts off of him. So Roman's still a champion. He's just not a undisputed yeah. champion. That's why he's lugging around undisputed. his belts. Yeah. It, they didn't they didn't yeah. give him a single belt to say you're the undisputed champion. He's still lugging around two no. straps because he's gonna lose one of them, which is what Becky Lynch did. Absolutely. So it's yeah, I was gonna say just why they didn't do it with uh, the women's because they they're still, you know, doing two belts. So I, I I honestly think Cody gets the briefcase. I actually think I actually think the Rock is part of the Cody cash in. You heard it here first, folks. Okay, so this is how the Jim is usually pretty good at making wrestling predictions, so you might want to listen up. <laughs> this is, so 
if Cody gets the money in the bank briefcase, obviously people are going to look at him and say, well, you've got like one champion to challenge. It, it's Roman. Because before it was, you had the undisputed belt on this person on this brand, and you had the WWE belt on this person on this brand. Now that you have one person holding two straps, when somebody wins money in the bank, it's like there's no question where they're cashing in. Like, so. Right. I think if Roman is taking time off to do the Hollywood thing through the summer, that we'll get a Cody cash in somewhere between Survivor Series in November and the Rumble. And I would even put money <laughs> money in the bank on <laughs> at the rubble because then mm. Roman has a match barely gets by with the defense the rock comes out does the whole like I'm here and yeah because you'll have to get one of the belts off him before the rock feud because it's that's, they're not going to do it just undisputed match for that so you're gonna have to get one title off of him before he goes and faces the rock but that's the thing is if if roman if roman doesn't even have a match at the rumble like he just comes out he's like addressing the wwe universe after his absence that just happened that's been pre-planned then the rock yeah comes out addresses him in the bloodline and is his huge dramatic fiasco and then the rock mm-hmm. just lays him out and then cody comes out mm-hmm. patches in like that that would be the way to protect roman but also build the roman and rock feud going ahead that's yeah that's that's how i would do it yeah it you're, you're gonna have to put like you said earlier you're gonna have to put a big blow in there to spark the spark this whole storyline to to make majority of the people want to you know invest in the storyline because you know are you already know people are going to want to see the match but you need something that's going to you know put everybody's you know eyes on okay this is going to be good instead of well, it just there- being okay roman reigns versus the rock we i mean you, it's just got to be bigger than the whole Smoan family type of thing. Yeah. Either that's uh, the I mean, whole logistic of it, but they got to make it bigger than that. Well, and that's the thing is they're, they're not going to. Oh God. Am I even. Okay. Just edit this out. They're not going to. On either USA or Fox. <laughs> they're going to do it on. WWE network on Peacock. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's not going to happen during the week. And if The Rock is as busy as he is, um, pardon me, I don't see him showing up before the Rumble. I, I just that doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, I, I would. My prediction is we're gonna get something from The Rock at the around Rumble. the Rumble. Yeah, I think so. At the Rumble or the night after. That's my prediction. Because I, I think the road to WrestleMania is the best time to just it's it, it's enough time to build something. It's just hopefully they have something in play 
from between now and that time to kind of just, you know, map out how they want to, you know, throw that storyline in there. So it's all up to WWE. It's all up to WWE creative. So, Ant, you're at the Tumbling Inn on Saturday? Yes. I am at the Tumble Inn this Saturday, uh, which, if you guys are watching this on a Friday, it is tomorrow night uh, to kick off your Memorial Day weekend. It's in Prospect Park. Uh, I'll have a link for everybody for a uh, Facebook link. You guys can get all information. Feel free to come out. I'm playing from 9 p.m. to midnight. Uh, so feel free to come out. I know why Jim and his lady will be there. Unfortunately, Correct. my lady will be sleeping with the baby. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So it's gonna uh, be it's gonna be tough. I'm I'm <laughs> I might have to be a, a a really old man and take a nap uh, take a nap throughout the day because I haven't played 9 p.m. to 12 it, ever. So it, it's gonna be a late start to play because I'm usually used to playing like starting either at like four or six four to eight, or seven or six to nine. Yeah, yeah. You playing till midnight? Or like seven to ten, may, nine to twelve. Whoo! It's gonna be tough. <laughs> but I might need a coffee before it. <laughs> I mean, but I'm either just way. We'll, either way, we'll get it. We'll get at it. I'm looking forward to it because, yeah, uh, like I was saying with uh, my last gig, I <laughs> I feel like the under- Undertaker in that aspect. Like I need to redeem myself from that last set because I'm still, you know, in a mind Whoopsie. about uh, how my voice sounded in uh, that last hour uh, of my set. So I uh, playing this weekend will definitely be, you know, I'm feeling good right now i'm feeling uh, gorgeous you know my allergy yeah feeling gorgeous <laughs> uh you know so my allergies are under control so I, i'm feeling good going into this and uh this is a new venue i haven't played before i know of it i've uh some of my musician friends have played it before uh so i'm looking forward to playing for the patreons and anybody who wants to come out so if you guys are in the area feel free to come out Come say hi. The one set bros will be in attendance. And uh, you know, come down, grab a beer, and say hi. Dude, this is wild. I mean, this is kickstarting us into, you know, summer mode. And summer. Like uh again, throwing a shout out to um my eight thirty to nine thirty class at Anna Marie's my hip hop class there um they're such a fun group i have five kids they all vibe so well together they were the first kids that were like asking me like oh like how's the podcast going and they were like they were like (laughs) can we be featured on your podcast and i was like really i was like uh like really like holding back because you know they're kids kind of thing right like yeah gotta be careful with all that stuff anymore um Mm -hmm. but they were like well we'll send you a video and then like you can include us in the episode if you want or you can post us on to your story or i was like 
I'm going to send it to Anthony and let him decide. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, I mean, but the fact it. that. <laughs> Rever- reverse this, just bro, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, but I got to give a shout out to them. Uh, they. Yeah, shout they, out. They, they vibe so, so well with me. Um, and also shout out to Anna Marie Dance Studio in general because um, y'all have been super, super great to me. So thank you. Um, not that my other studios haven't, uh, just saving y'all for a different time. <laughs> uh, I mean, it also, you know, we record this Tuesday night after I'm coming from there. So my headspace is there. But my kids tonight were like, are we your favorite class? Like, <laughs> and that's my favorite question. <laughs> that's my favorite question that I get. Cause I'm like, you know, are you, are you your, uh, Jesus, I can't even say this. Ooh. I can. <laughs> I was like, I wanted, I wanted to say, are you your parents' favorite child? But I, I just, <laughs> they're, I just <laughs> There's your moment, kids. There it is. <laughs> Shout out, y'all. <laughs> no, it, it it's it's like really cool when they ask me that because like I can tell that they're yearning for like my acceptance and appreciation of them rather than you know they other respect kids that are, you, like you said yeah and and that's that's the thing with that class that you know i don't have a student where i'm like um i'd rather if you just stayed home like i i love everyone that comes to my classes i appreciate them so much i mean they're putting food in my mouth. Like they're putting a shelter over my head. Right. Um, and, and especially their parents, um, allowing me to teach them. So, um, I just, I have that level of open uh, openness. Um, what's the word here? And come on, you have the master's degree. I don't have a college degree. That level of they just acceptance. Gave it to, they just gave and that, it to me. I don't even know why they gave it to me. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is one set, by the way. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. We are... An hour and almost 12 minutes into recording. We just wanted to welcome everybody in and uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope everybody is well and staying safe. Um, This has been an incredibly fun and random episode. Uh, We we did get heavily into wrestling talk and that's partly because there's, there hasn't been a lot to talk about and there's probably not even going to be so um, we talked yeah. about that. We talked about we'll the last the dance. Go. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. We talked about the last dance. Um, 
I mean, you got to watch that. So we're we're gonna get you into watching the last dance soon. So I sooner I, than later. Yeah, you were saying like you watched it back a second time and vibe. I mean, and then I got into Breaking Bad and I I've seen that seven, eight, maybe nine times at this point. I I like I'm losing track. But <laughs> when when I watch um when I watch Tom Segura's like specials on Netflix back. I catch new yeah. things every time. And it's like usually like timing, delivery, like his influx of like voices. Like it's so much that it's like, yeah. it's really cool. I, I'm, I started doing this spontaneous project um, with my soloist in New Jersey that I work with, who, by the way, uh, this past Saturday, Whoopsie. Killed it um, at his competition, and so I heard. Yeah, so yeah, that's I mean, awesome. He, yeah, he. It's it's so cool because like his mom. So his mom reached out to me a year ago um, because I actually helped him wrap up his piece. Because previous choreographer was like, just freestyle the intro and then just freestyle this part because he's like a huge advocate of like being the moment freestyle, like whatever's on your right. mind, whatever, and like totally think. Um, but that wasn't um, necessarily what they wanted. They were like, do you mind filling this in? So then I started working with them. And then after, they got through the season. They were like, so we, we were kind of wondering if like, you know, you actually just choreograph the solo next year. And it's no knocking to the previous choreographer whatsoever. Um, right. But I was like, I would love to. And I told, um, I told, the student's mom, I was like, I know that you guys aren't about winning and I'm really just like, if you're having a good time, have a good time, let's do it. And absolutely. But I was like, she's like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem that hip hop solos like win for us overall competitions. I was like, well, I've made it happen. So it will be my mission to do it again. And I'm sitting there next to his mom during the awards and they're announcing the overalls. And then they got the second place and it wasn't him. And I was like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, Oh my God, it's happening. He like, mm -hmm. and then he won and we stood up. We were like, it was just so proud moment. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, it helps because like the student, uh, well, he's a senior, so he's graduating. So for him to be able to yes. get that, and then he won like the title for Mister Insert Competition Name here. Um, it it was just really cool. I was super proud of him, and it it's been really really fun 
working with him, especially because we talk about like the things that you and I talk about with music, like with timing, with like dynamic things, like yeah, because I can teach him a set of movement and he can just like do it. But then we talk about like the like the little details, the dynamics that like really makes it it defines quality is what I should say. It's like. You can do a good thing, you can do a a really good thing, or you can do a great thing, like an an awesome thing up here. Right. So that to me is what has been such a blessing being able to work with him is like I have given him shapes to replicate with the music i and i know i sent you the song back when i first started working with him i'm like i don't this isn't like my vibe or like what i would gravitate to um and i think did i send you a video of him or no like did i think you sent me a video of half the thing you i don't think you sent me a video of the full performance so if you do okay. would love to see, would love I, to see the full performance because i remember you sending me the video the i remember you sending me the track that you did i remember you uh sending yeah. me like maybe a minute or two of the of the of the actual like creation of it of when you guys were just working some of the parts out but i haven't seen the full thing yet so i would definitely love to see the whole uh <laughs> composition that'd be great yeah i mean i think Cause like teaching at all of the studios that I teach at right now, like, you know, my, my parents don't get to come out and see my work anymore. Um, the fact that, uh, my mom actually drove up to KOP and like got to see him meant so much to me. And that's awesome. The fact that he, he performed it at his best. And like I was standing up on a chair in the back of the room, like in the hotel ballroom, like watching because he, uh, the competition was in a hotel where it's like, there wasn't an elevated stage. The stage was literally just like laid on the floor kind of thing. On the floor. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's why I stood up on a chair so that when he dropped low, I could see what he was doing. But I had mm-hmm. Cheyenne in front of my right knee and my mom in front of my left leg, knee, uh, pick and choose, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he does his he does this thing at the end where he just drops his focus and then he raises his eyebrows. And when I when I rehearsed him on Friday, I was like, I want you to just stay there for like five solid seconds still. Instead of going, boom, boom, walk away. I was like, just stay put. And I feel like it actually cemented the piece where he was just like, hmm. yeah, I just did that. And like, yeah. let it, let it digest. Right. I was standing, I, like, I still, I got off the chair and, you know, Cheyenne and my mom were like losing their mind. And then nice. I ran into him outside and then his mom outside. I was like, that's the best he's ever done it kind of thing. And um, I had one of my routines from uh, 
the Bluebell studio that I teach at, um, they were competing uh, like 20 numbers later. So it, it was convenient that mm-hmm. I got to go and see both. And my kids from Bluebell, um, they crushed it. I was so proud of them. Awesome. And, and my boss told me, she was like, I think they hustled and pushed harder because you were here. And I was like, well, I mean, they, they had two competitions, um, prior. So it wasn't like their first time out or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I got to like, you know, give them that coach pep talk before they went on. I was like, look, be strong, go out there. Like, don't overthink anything. Just go out there, do your thing have fun is is like i think that's the thing that i've gotten so much compliments for over the years from parents is like on the competition site instead of stressing the the kids out i'm like you you've stressed and worked hard in the studio to get to here you're here now you're in your costume like go out there and be fire and and Feel like a like a bows, like a bows. <laughs> what what you haven't seen yet, yeah. right? The uh, impractical jokers clip. I think I gotta send that to you, or you've seen it. I think you gotta send it to me again. Yeah, I, I'll send. I'll shoot it your way again. That's fine. Um, but yeah, it was just an awesome Saturday. I I went up the blue belt. I taught, um, and then. Cheyenne rode up with me, and then we had lunch at Maggiano's. We went to the KOP Mall, which is huge. Um, I mean, I, I called you from there, and we're not going to talk about why I called yeah. you from there. <laughs> right, um, right, 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 right. <laughs> I'm like, what a waste of money that was. I can't even freaking wear that shirt anymore. I, I didn't know it was going to offend anyone. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but then the the comp was solid. Like it, you know, my kids did awesome. I'm so proud of them. Um, that's awesome. It, yeah, it's got to be a great thing to you know set an example for kids and like teaching them, and then you see them, you know, achieve their goals off of something that you taught them. It, it's got to be a a whole different ball game on on a level of like you know you're teaching these kids on certain things and then you watch them do what you've taught them over the last like year or so and yeah i can only imagine how that makes you feel as a teacher i mean even like especially my bluebell kids um and i mean the couple studios i'm at and i've been at for a bit um, but my Bluebell hip hop team kids, the three of them I've worked with for the last three to four years. So it's like, I worked with them before the pandemic hit. We've all navigated this pandemic and I have such a great vibe with them when I teach them that it's like, we have such a great balance of like, all right, let's get to work versus like, but we're here to have fun too. Um, yeah. And I don't, of all the classes that I teach, I don't get that every time. Like 
sometimes it's like dead Whoopsie. serious, like real serious. Um, and sometimes it's like, pardon me. Sometimes it's like, nope, this is legit. Like just we're having fun. Mm-hmm. So like those classes where I get the balance, like my Anna Marie kids, they'll come in and they'll want to chat with me for a few minutes and they'll catch me up on their day. And then I'll be like, all right, go to your spots. And they'll be like, okay, he's in teacher mode now. And like, there's an understanding there. Yeah. Where it's like, we can do both, but like, it's the classes where like that understanding isn't a thing is where it's like, it's either this or this. It, it, it like so yeah. Venn diagram, right? Like, right. It, I'd say half of half of my classes are like here or here, and then half of my classes are like that juncture in the middle where it's like we can do both, where we're going to work. But then we can have a good time or we can have fun. And then when I say go to your spots, it's let's get to work. It's very half and half. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I got to say, wrap I, that. Go ahead. No, sorry. sorry. No, I was just going to say I'm very fortunate to be able to work multiple locations where it's not like I just show up to one place. And I know it's either you're expected this or you're expected this, even though they want you to be here. (laughs) Where every (laughs) workplace is like, we want you to have fun at work. And then they're like putting their thumb down on you um, and saying you're not you're not doing enough. uh, Or, right. You know, there's places that are just kind of like. You have this many minutes, hours or like throughout this week get this, 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 like, here's your stack of things that we need you to do. Take as much time as you need. Um, that's not like realistic anywhere. I, I, uh, I can't say anywhere, but that's not realistic across the board is what I was trying to say. My bad. No, no, I was just saying to kind of, you know, wrap this up a little bit, but, uh, to go off what you just said on the fact that like, you know, there's times where you can, you know, you can have fun, but then there's that serious mood, like, all right, get to your spots. And to wrap this up, since the core of this podcast was talking about the last dance, mm-hmm. one more thing I'll say about Michael is the fact that I, when he was in practice, you knew you couldn't Whoopsie. around. <laughs> he was there to uh, right. practice you weren't going to be lackadaisical. You weren't going to be there laughing and joking and, you know, having a good time. We were in here to work. We have a goal. We have a goal. We want to make, we wanted to be champions. And if you're not, you can get the hell out of here. Uh, But then off practice on, you know, back in the hotels or wherever they were, you know, then he can be fun, Michael, he can be this and that. But when it was either in practice or on that court, he meant business. That was game time. He was in another focus mode, but off, off the, you know, court off practice, you know, that's when you probably got your uh, different side of Michael. Uh, 
but yeah, it's and it's cool to kind of just. You, you, I think that's what you have to kind of be as a teacher is like. You don't want to be the strict teacher to be like, okay, no fun and all ga- uh, no games and no fun and it's always serious all the time. There's always been a lot of teachers like that before, but you knowing that middle ground to like you know have the respect of your students, but then also let them know like, okay, I mean we can have fun, but there are times where I need to have you guys pull in because this is a serious time. I mean, although we can crack jokes, we can do this, but Hey, I'm still here as your teacher and I need to teach you something and I need you to get through what I'm trying to teach you. So I think you've gained a lot of the respect over your uh, years of teaching. And I think the kids are definitely, you know, gravitating towards that. And I think, you know, especially working with kids, you know, they feel vibes really quick and they know whether to take you serious or not really quick. And I think, you're really good at working with kids on the fact that you know how to draw them in to let them know, Hey, okay. We, we probably just, you know, had a little fun moment, but Hey, draw back in. Let's get this thing going. You know? Yeah. So I mean, my uh, perfect example of that was my, not, the kids I was talking about that I have eight thirty and nine thirty, the class that I have before that, um, it's a very mixed dynamic where like some of the kids are there and and um, it's like half of the room, it's like they're company kids. They take a lot of dance classes and they're they're there all the time. And then the other half of the room is like we show up just for this class basically once a week. So I'm like okay so i gotta try to fill the gap in the middle and find the happy medium right so typically it's a very loose class where i'm like kind of easy going on them but tonight i was like on them i was like back to the top do it again do it again uh, you, like they would mess up like 15 seconds in. I was like, nope, start over. Like I was drill yeah. sergeant teacher tonight and right. they were their best tonight because I was like hustling them. And I was like, right. God, I hate to be this person, but the, the hard earned money that the parents are making to pay for these kids to be here. Like this exactly. is what, they, this is what they want. Right. Yeah. So it, I, I was like, like I hate to be pressing them so hard, but I don't want them to go on stage and look like trash either, right? It's like absolutely, I, and, and one thing you're time, representing yourself out there too, and the right. and the studio you're representing the studio and yourself as a teacher, so you don't want them to be going out and you know bombing and then be like, oh, uh, well, this is a dance by Jim Green, <laughs> like, well, yeah, don't say my name, buddy. Like, come on now, <laughs> yeah, keep my name out of your mouth, slap, keep my name, slap. <laughs> And on that, thank you guys for watching. <laughs> uh, you can check us out on uh, all of the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, yeah, all the things. Yeah, we just started uh, getting on Stitcher and we just got added to Google Podcasts. So anybody listening on those two, follow us, subscribe and write us a review comment i think you can comment on uh something if not comment on the youtube channel uh let us know uh what you're 
loving, what you're not liking about the podcast. We're always love to see your feedback. So guys, this has been another episode of uh, One Set. My name is Anthony Irvin. My co-host, Jim Green. We'll see you guys on another episode. Love you, brother. Cheers. Love you too, buddy.